You're listening to Words of Encouragement, the preaching ministry from the pulpit of the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana. Let me ask you a question. How are you and God doing? How are you all doing today? That's what we're going to look at from Jude chapter 1, Jude chapter 1 verse 17. How are you and God doing today on Words of Encouragement? Amen. Amen. Sure you were picking up on some of these some of these hymns and songs that you've been participating in and listening to this morning, uh, asking the Lord to lead us, guide us, uh, revive us. That's what we as Christians need to be about, allowing God to use us and lead us in this world. And we are His hands, His feet, His mouth in this world. We are His children. And that means we must live in a way that pleases Him, but also in a way that shows the world that we belong to Him. We should use words that praise Him and lift Him up. And we should use words that lift others up and help them to see Him. I have a question for you as we move toward these revival services. How are you and God doing How is that relationship with you and the Lord? Is it good? Is it not good? Is it so-so? When's the last time you spoke with Him? Have you ever had a friend with whom you socialized and really enjoyed it? Uh, I mean, you really had, you just, it was so good to see each other and you just had a real good time visiting with each other. But sometimes relationships fall apart. One of you gets busy, the other of you gets busy, and maybe the other changes jobs or something. Something changes, then the relationship suffers. What is needed at that point? What is needed? A revival of the relationship is needed. That's what needs to happen. A revival of the relationship. Getting together again. Sharing with one another again. Reviving that relationship. I have a friend of mine that I need to revive a relationship with. Uh, He and I used to have fun, joking, talking all the time. And then all of a sudden, well, I don't see him where I used to see him. And then, I, you know. We don't see each other. We need to revive that relationship. Revival. What is revival? I've got a definition, and I know you're waiting. What is revival? Tell us. (laughs) Revival has been defined as a reawakening of something or to something coming back to health, life, or popularity. Now, For our purposes today, we need a spiritual definition of revival. What does that mean? In spiritual terms, revival is a reawakening or a renewing of the health and life of one's relationship with God. So there you go. That's what revival is. It is a renewing or reawakening of the health and life of one's relationship with God. So how are you and God doing? Do you talk to Him? Do you talk to Him when you need to? Do you talk to Him once a week? 
once a month, daily. How is your relationship with the Lord? This is me as your pastor asking you. I love you. I want you to have a good relationship with the one who loves you more than anyone else. How is that relationship? One of the reasons we have, I believe, so many inactive Christians in our world is primarily due to the fact that we do not talk to God often enough. Think about it. Think about it. Has He asked you to serve Him in some way? Is He calling on you to talk to someone about Him? Is is He calling on you to do something? Think about it. I can say that he has. Well, Brother Craig, you don't know. but I can say that we have a God who wants to use us in this world. So I can be pretty sure, pretty certain that he is calling on you to do something. I can be pretty sure of that. But if you and I are not listening, if the lines of communication are not open all the time, between us and God, then we do not hear His voice. What if my friend was talking to me right now? (laughs) The lines of communication aren't open. I'm not hearing a word he's saying. I have no clue if he's talking to me because we don't have lines of communication that are open enough to where he's... I mean, he's not buzzing. My phone's not buzzing. It's not ringing. He's not communicating, but he may be thinking about it. But I'm not communicating with Him. You and I, we need to be in communication with God all the time. Now, what does that look like? We're going to talk about that. But what, what, what does that mean? How in the world do we know if He's calling on us, because I think that He is, to do something? How do we know unless we're listening? We've got to be in relationship with Him. We've got to be able to talk with Him daily. When we do that, we will be able to hear Him. I'm going to ask you if you're willing and able to stand in honor of the reading of the Word of God from Jude, Jude, right before Revelation, Jude 20 and 21. The Bible says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God waiting anxiously for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to eternal life. May God open up His Word to our hearts today. You may be seated. What's happening here? Jude. Jude is reminding Christians of Jesus' words. Uh, In verses 17 and 18, he says, But you, beloved, ought to remember the words that were spoken beforehand by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, that they were saying to you, In the last time there will be mockers following after their own ungodly lusts. What he's writing about here, what he's talking about here, are those who, who, they're false teachers Sometimes there are false teachers that make their way into a church and they teach and and, and the things sound pretty good and and almost truthful, but they are not, they're not the good teachers. They're not teaching the right things. Are there people who mock God and His ways in our world today? Yes. 
Are, those, uh, are there those who ignore God and his teachings? Yes. We see that all the time. We see that in the news all the time. We see people deciding to do things their way and they don't care what God thinks. They just want to do what they want to do. They want to live the way they want to live. And they want to be on the seat of power. And they don't want God or anyone else to be sitting there and telling them what they can and cannot do or should or should not do. We find them people like that all around us. People who are stumbling in their journey of life. And they focus on themselves to a point where they make their own way of life. They just do their own thing. They arrive at their own conclusions about life. Instead of looking at the Word of God, they come up with all kinds of crazy things. Crazy ideas. Oh, well, you know, just, uh, well, I just think, you know, this is true. Or you just think that is true. Have you ever looked at the Word of God? Have you, do you know that it's true? Does God's Word tell you that what you're believing is true? Does it teach you? The right things. It does teach you the right things, but does it teach what you're believing is true? We've got to always go back to the Word of God. There are people who are living outside the safe boundaries of the Word of God. They do their own thing. They do their own thing, and it leads them down a deep, dark path. Look at verse 19. Said, These are the ones, these ones who are false teachers, these ones who are doing their own thing, these ones who are teaching their own things, these are the ones who cause divisions, worldly minded, devoid of the Spirit. The ones who seek that which is other than God are those who cause divisions. Interesting. They are worldly minded. And wow, wow, <laughs> this is something here. Uh, Jude says, whoa, they are devoid of the Spirit. This one designation makes things very clear. They are devoid of the Spirit. They're not being led by the Spirit of God. They're doing their own thing. They're doing what they want to do. They are devoid of the Spirit. Spirit's not in them. Wow, pretty, pretty, pretty frank there just to kind of come on out and say it that way. But that's what he does. These, these teachers are not under his leadership. They've not given their lives to God and, and they are not being obedient to him. In their situation, God is not even close to being their co-pilot, much less their pilot. It's not, in their, it's not on their minds. In fact, in their lives, he's not even in the plane. <laughs> not even there. They're doing their thing. They're making it sound close to what's, what truth is. But no, God's not in control of their teaching. Jude is trying to help us to know that there are people in this world like this. If we're not careful, we can follow alongside of them and fall into their line of thinking. We can be influenced by the world and the worldly thinking that they have. We can be influenced to a point, listen to this, you can be influenced to the point in believing there is no hope in this world. We have a God who loves us. And with God... There is always hope. 
But if you start listening to the voices in this world, they will tell you there is no hope. Oh, it's all bad. Everything's bad. Oh, it's all going to fall apart. It's just horrible. There's no hope of ever making it on the other side of any of this that we're facing. The world will lie to you. With God, there's always hope. Always hope. If we're not careful, we can start thinking more of ourselves than we do of others. If we're not careful, we can start looking to the world. We will start looking to the world for help in our lives instead of God's Word. If we're not careful, our relationship with God will begin to fall apart. Why? Because we do not have the lines of communication open with Him. Think about your friends. Think about those that you hang out with, those that you do things with and go places with. You are in constant communication with them. I never understood and still don't understand. I, I have people that I consider friends, but I, I, I still don't understand these, this continual openness of, these, of the lines of communication where you're, you're always talking on the phone to somebody. As you drive down the road. I mean, you may have just seen your friend, but you're on the phone with him again. You just left him and you're walking. And I'm like, wow, boy, that's a lot of communication. Where is that with us and God? Where is that? That is a good question to consider in our lives. The one who provided salvation for us, the one who did the impossible for us, the one who placed his own son on the cross to die for us and provide the way to heaven, the one who did that for us, and we really sometimes don't give him the time of day. Did you talk to him this morning? Have you talked to him at all this week? Did you talk to him at all yesterday? Where are we in our relationship with the Lord? Where are the lines of communication? The more we look to the world, the less we look to God. And we find ourselves far from Him. He's not far from us, but we have wandered away from Him. We find ourselves in need. In need of being revived. In need of having that relationship with the Lord renewed. We need that. We need to consistently walk. Do you realize why? Do you, do you know... Those of you who are here this morning and those of you who make it every week, you know, good. I give you each a gold star because at least there's something that I know that you are doing to walk with the Lord. There is some kind of influence through the music, through a prayer, through the sermon, through Sunday school, through something that happens in this building every Sunday. You are being influenced in your walk with Christ. I applaud you for that. But I'm not with you on Monday morning. I'm not with you mid-morning. I'm not with you at lunch. I'm not with you in the afternoon, in the evening. I'm not with you all day long. So I don't know what's happening. I don't know that you talk to the Lord. I don't know that that's what's happening in your life. I don't know that you're not simply depending on Sunday after Sunday to just be enough. I don't know that. I pray that's not true. But statistics seem to say, well, <laughs> not, not much happening in the communication with the Lord during the week for many. Are you in need of revival? My first question this morning, are you in need of revival? The second, the second thing.
As Christians, we must maintain our relationship with the Lord. And I say we, we go further than just maintaining it. But look at verse 20. But you, beloved, now he turns to those, these, these Christians. He says, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. In contrast to those who have no relationship with God, we are to be building ourselves up. In other words, that's, that means we're putting some effort into this relationship with the Lord. That means, okay, my friend, that we've fallen out of contact, we're not communicating. That means that one of us or both of us really needs to kind of make some contact with the other one. Ah, oh, yeah, we need to talk with each other. We need to actually make contact. And that's, that's the same with us and the Lord. We need to be continually building on that relationship, walking and talking with Him regularly. It says, Build us, building ourselves up on our most holy faith. The full definition of being built up in our faith just does not occur on Sunday. There's no way that Sunday uh, keeps you in right relationship with the Lord all week. There's no way. I've heard, I, you know, they have gospel songs about church on Sunday morning being a filling station and just kind of filling you up for the week. And, you, and, and they've, they've, they've got that out there and people thinking, well, I'll just go to church and that'll, that'll last me all week. I don't have to talk to the Lord during the week because when I get to church, preacher, he prays. He prays. He'll, I'll just let him do that for me. Don't we pay him to do all that? Isn't that what, you know? No. No. It's not what you pay the preacher for. Preachers here to minister to you, minister to the community, to be the one who can hopefully help in a time of need. But Sundays just it just it's, it's not enough. There's no way that a, an hour on a Sunday get, keeps you in right relationship with the Lord all week. This having a relationship with God is something that has to happen daily. It just has to happen, lest we find our relationship with Him falling apart. We cannot let the relationship between us and the Lord lapse. We cannot allow it to fall apart. We cannot allow it to be where when we finally do talk to God, we're saying words like this, God, remember me. We should never have to come to the Lord like that. We should never have to approach Him and say, Hey, remember me? I live at uh, 507 Highland. I, you know, we should never have to remind God of who we are. We should never have to feel like we have to remind Him who we are. Because we just talked to Him. We've just talked to Him. We just talked to Him yesterday. Well, we just talked to Him this morning. I mean, you know, hey, we're good. The lines of communication are open. I had a preacher once say that we should not have to have revivals. A preacher told me that. I said, oh, well. And then he continued, which I was glad he did. I can't stand people to just throw out a comment and walk away. And you think, oh, my goodness, that's horrible. He said that each Sunday should be a revival of the relationship we have between us and God. I half agree with him. <laughs> I half agree, but he's only right if Sunday is one of the other six days that we need to communicate with God. Communication with God needs to take place every day, every day. If we truly want to walk with him, if we truly want to be his disciple, if we truly want to be one of his children who is close to him and knows when he calls on us to do something, we hear him and we know it's him. It's not a, well, I don't know. 
Ah, I feel like God, I feel like somebody, something wants, I mean, I feel like I need to do something. Is there, is it the Lord or not? Make sure you know. We should spend time in His Word, getting to know His ways, so that we can live in a way that, number one, pleases Him. Number two, affects the world in which we live. There's no way we're ever going to make an eternal difference in our world by doing things our way. We must do them His way. Number three, getting to know His way so we can live in a way that, number three, we must, that, that maintains and grows our relationship with God. This is who we are in this world. We are physical representations of God and His love and His kindness and His forgiveness We are His holy children in this world. And we must live according to His ways and be set apart from the thinking and the habits of the rest of the world. Set apart. God has called us into His marvelous light. He has set us apart from the rest of this world. The next part of the verse mentions praying in the Holy Spirit. We should be taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. When we pray, we should pray, keeping in mind that our desire is to please God and not ourselves. We pray, keeping in mind that we want to please the Lord. Dear God, give me a big bass boat, Lord. Give me a big bass boat, and dear God, give me a beautiful fishing pole. Dear Lord, I I just want it. I want it. It's something I want. And, And dear God, I think I finally moved it into a category that it's something I need, Father. Mm, I need it. Mm-hmm. Dear Father, give it to me, Lord. Please. And then someone says, When I is that is that something God wants you to have? And then we somehow figure out a way to make it a godly thing. I'm going to take people with me in that nice basketball. I'm going to take people with me. I'm going to take lost people with me. People who don't know about Jesus. And that's what I'm going to do. No, God knows the intention of my heart. God knows from the very beginning that was not the desire that I had. Oh, it's to have the big bass boat and to have that nice fishing rod and I'm going to get, oh, it's going to be nice. God knows the desire of my heart. When we pray, we ought to have His desires in mind. God, what do you want me to do? Father, these are my skills that you have given to me. What do, how can you use them? Lord, I like working with this or that, or I like doing this. And Father, what? how can I use this for your glory? How can I use my talents for you, Father? What is it you want me to do? We pray in the Holy Spirit. We pray with God's desires in mind. What we ask, oh God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? But what's happening when we're praying? We're talking to the Lord That's what it's about. We're having a relationship with the Lord. We're communicating with Him. I think the the word prayer has gotten a bad rap. I think somehow in our heads, prayer. Oh, you know, uh, 
and, and there's a certain posture that we must have and that we, we must say some special beautiful words that come out that sound like a poem and that, that maybe William Shakespeare could have written. And we have this idea that, oh, and we make it, we make it something that it's not. What is prayer? Prayer is communicating with God. It's talking to Him. You come in reverence to who He is, but you talk to Him. You tell Him what's on your heart. You share with Him. He wants to hear. That's the greatest thing I think about God. When you come to Him, He wants to hear what you have to say. You have any friends that you really don't want to hear what to have to say? (laughs) Here they come. Oh, boy. God wants to hear. You're His child. He wants to communicate with you. There's nothing like, and you can tell me this, there is nothing like when a grandchild calls you at home. There's nothing like when a child calls you at your home and says, Hey, Mama, just want to check on you. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Grandma, just want to check to see how you were. Granddaddy, you doing all right? Oh, my goodness. God wants to hear from us. God wants to hear from us. Look at verse 21. It says, keep yourselves in the love of God. Oh, uh uh-oh. That sounds like something that's going to determine our behavior. That sounds like that's something that's going to affect our behavior. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Waiting anxiously for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to eternal life. You know what? That's one of the signs that we belong to God. Jesus said they will know us by our love. Uh Uh-oh. They will know us by our love. So that his love is going to determine our behavior. I mean, his love is like a governor on over our behavior. It, it, It should limit what we say and do. But it also should enable what we say and do. God's love, it's a great thing. And it's something we're told here to keep ourselves in. Keep yourselves in the love of God. That love is the love that He's poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Jude mentions hope there in the last part of of the verse there. Uh, He he shares that in in that. Uh, He says we are to be waiting anxiously for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to eternal life. Waiting anxiously for the mercy. For all of that is supposed to happen to us as as being sanctified and and being made acceptable to God in the last when it's time for us to go this this waiting anxiously for his mercy to eternal life the fact is we must continually live according to his ways we, we must continually pray in the holy spirit we must continually keep ourselves in the love of God we must continue to hope in the coming of Christ this is what maintains our relationship with the lord the moment we fail to do these things, the moment we fail, the moment is the moment we find our relationship with Him in need of reviving and renewing. Are you maintaining and growing in your relationship with the Lord? Are you maintaining and yet growing in your relationship with the Lord? The last thing, those in right relationship with God will have a love for others. One of the signs that any of us need to be revived is if we've lost our love for the lost. 
If we have got to a point where we just do not care or think about those who do not know who Jesus is, then we need revival. We need to be renewed in our relationship with the Lord because God has a concern for those who don't know Him. God has a love for those who don't know Him. God has a desire that they come to Him and have their lives changed by Him. And if we don't have the same concern, something's wrong with our relationship with the Lord. Something's messed up. Look at verse 22. And have mercy on some who are doubting. Because there are some in our world, even in our own Christian circles, who are going to have doubts in their faith. They're going to have doubts. Have mercy on them. Help them. Be there for them. Have mercy on them. Don't say, well, they're doubting their faith. Look at that. They don't even, sounds like they don't believe that God even exists. My goodness. Instead Instead of being one of those outside commentators, be one of those brothers or sisters who comes alongside of them and says, how can I help you? Is there something we can do? Can I pray with you? Can I pray for you? Is there something I can do to help you? That's a true brother or sister in Christ. That is one who cares. But there are those beyond. Those who do not believe. Those who are not believers. Do they matter? Yes, they matter. There are some who are doubting. There are some who are out there that just, they don't seem to believe. We're to be there for them. We're to help them. Look at verse 23. Save others, snatching them out of the fire. Wow. Snatching them out of the fire and on some have mercy with fear. Hating even the garments polluted by the flesh. Another group is mentioned here as well. These, these are the ones who are in the fire. They are, the one, they are on the wrong path. They are in, they are They need to be told the truth. They need to be rescued. These are the ones who need immediate intervention from someone who loves them enough to tell them the truth. These are those who are in a horrible spot but need rescuing. Need to know that God loves them. Need to know that someone cares. Need to know that their life has value and that they matter to Him. These are the ones that need immediate intervention. The third group in verse 23 are ones whom we should share mercy with, but with fear. We should cautiously approach them, for they're entangled in sin to a degree that that they are participating, that what they are participating in might be persuasive to us, might be something that we might fall into. So we approach them cautiously. We have mercy with fear, but we, we approach them cautiously, being careful. Jude says even their garments are to be considered sinful. I mean, they, they're in a bad spot. But they need help. They need help. And if we are at a spot in our relationship with God that we don't even think about those who are lost, that we do not think about them at all, then something's wrong. We're in need of renewal. We're in need of reviving because if we're walking with the Lord, we're going to have a concern for those who are lost. We're going to have a concern for those who need Jesus. We're not going to just walk away or walk around them or just, or just ignore them and act like, well, you know, somebody will talk to them. That's somebody might just be you. It might be you. (laughs) You may be the one who needs to say a word. Open up 
your heart. Turn up the sensitivity level to the lost. I'm asking for myself too. We need to turn up our sensitivity level to those who do not know who Jesus is. They're headed to hell. That's where they're headed. If our relationship with the Lord is right, our sensitivity level is going to be turned up. And I know there is caution in that. I know that in your, in your mind right now, some of you may be sitting here this morning thinking, oh, but you open yourselves to being hurt when you op- turn up the sensitivity level. Brother Craig, there's people out there and, and, and they may hurt you if you turn up. If you don't turn up the sensitivity level in your relationship with the Lord and, and in regards to the lost, then what will happen? Will they know about Jesus? Will they hear about Jesus? I'm not, I can't take that chance. I can't take the chance that maybe someone else will talk to them. We've got to be sensitive to those around us who need Jesus. And we've got to be serious about it. Do we need reviving in our relationship with the Lord? Is that what we need? Are you maintaining and growing in a relationship with God? Are you? Are you concerned for those who do not know Christ? Is there a concern in your heart? Or are you simply thinking, well, I'll just make it through this life and when I die, I'll go to heaven, everything will be fine. Wouldn't you like to have some people with you? What if Jesus comes tomorrow? Has someone, have you talked with someone? Is there someone who, is, who has accepted Christ that you can bring with you to heaven? Where is it? Where, how are you and God doing? How are we doing with him and our relationship? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for wanting and desiring to use us in this world. Lord, my prayer is that we truly are willing and ready to be used. Father, that we would be willing to be used. God, help us not to be comfortable where we are in our relationship with you. There may be somebody here this morning that says, look, I, this relationship talk, I, I, I don't have a relationship with the Lord. Maybe today is the day. Maybe today is your day to say, hey, look, I need Jesus in my heart. I want to have a relationship with God. I want him in charge of my life. I need to have him forgive me of my sins. I want to walk with him. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you need to come in just a few moments as we sing and just say, hey, look, I need Jesus in my heart. Maybe you're here this morning and you have a a heavy burden for someone who is lost. I want to ask you to pray for them. Please do not give up praying, talking to the Lord about them. Pray for their salvation. Take some time to do that as we sing in a few moments. Maybe you're just here this morning and, and you, just need, you just need to pray. You need to talk to the Lord. Talk to Him. Talk to Him. He is ready to hear from you. Father, continue to move.
and to do what you need to do in this service today. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Words of Encouragement today. We do hope that you will take some time to allow God to revive that relationship. You know, you and I have a part to play in that. We have to want that relationship to be revived. My prayer for you is that you will draw nearer, closer to God in relationship. It's something that God waits on us to do. He wants to be in relationship with you. Will you desire that same relationship? Listen, if you have given your heart to Christ, that means you started the ball rolling. You started that relationship, and God started it with you. Make it real today. Remember, you matter to God and to us at the First Baptist Church of Winsboro.